Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 116 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Beetlejuice. And don't say it two more times. And this episode is sponsored by Kathy Murray. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. So today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 36 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Parting of the Ways. I just got why it's called that. I didn't until, yeah, later in this chapter. Yeah, well, I got that part. Yeah, I understood it. Thanks. <laughs> I never really thought of the title until literally just now. Hmm. Well, good for you. <laughs> I'll pat myself on the back. So well, make sure that you've read the chapter and you're ready to flick your way into the details before we begin. Oh, I like how last time it was swish and yeah. this time's flick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, friends on the group. So, Megan, tell me, or I guess tell everybody, your All news. Your secrets. <laughs> um, so, on October 24th, uh, Cursed Child, the West Coast production of Cursed Child, welcomed its first audience for part two. Um, and BroadwayWorld.com did an article on it, but I just grabbed this article because it also talks about, like, it's when it's opening and all of that fun information for all of our friends over in the San Fran area. So it is opening in San Francisco at the Curran Theater um, on December 1st, 2019 is its official opening. So I got a couple emails. I guess they did this like special preview showing like it was something like come back to Hogwarts and you like got these little <laughs> lanyards and people cosplayed and they went and saw Cursed Child in San Francisco for the first time. Hmm. So that's like what they were covering. Yeah, um, but it opens December 1st at the Curran Theater. Tickets are currently on sale through June 20th of 2020. Let's um, get tickets. Let's go. I would no. love to. Straight up no. Why? San Francisco is beautiful. I don't want to get on another How plane for so long. How far away is it so from um, Los Angeles? It's mm. like a or wherever hour and a half flight. Wherever the... Uh, remember when I got a ticket to Star Wars Celebration? <laughs> I mean, like, it's far. You'd yeah, have to fly to San Francisco. I don't have to do anything. I could drive if I had the time. I mean, sure. <laughs> but it would be a, a long drive. <laughs> it's in Northern California. 
Okay. And LA is in Southern California, and California is a pretty big state. It's a very large state. I've driven a long time. No, I just don't want to uh, be on another plane for a really long time. Oh, I said I'm, that, and I literally am like, when am I going somewhere again? Like, literally, I, leave. I think I, I think Leaky Con is my next plane trip, so I'm happy. <laughs> I have because like three planes before that. I'm over the airport. Um, I'm over takeoff. I'm over landing. I'm over Sarah making me look her in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go to San Francisco and see it though, because you I just want to go back go. to San Francisco because I just love that city. And I feel like we didn't spend enough time there when we went. And I really want to go see the Walt Disney Family Museum and a bunch of other stuff. All right, so. you go and put your mouse ears on. <sighs> yes. Um. So yeah, December first, and if anybody is in the area. Take pictures of the outside of the theater for us and yeah. send it to us because I'd love to see it and let us know how that production is. Yeah. So that's exciting for that because that's like every other production is super far away for all of them. So that's yeah. exciting for the West Coast. Yeah. That's yeah. all I got. To look me in the eye. You look me in the eye. <laughs> I have to read my recap. I want everyone that listens that's able to do like the half time speed. Oh gosh. I want please. you to listen to Tiffany do the recap <laughs> slowly in the half time speed because I bet you oh my it's God. even more funny than you would think. <laughs> you God, somebody put that in their phone to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Last time was very sad and this time's not gonna be any better, really. Um, so Harry had to relive everything from that night in the graveyard immediately after it happened. Uh, Dumbledore needs to know, and waiting will only make the pain worse. Uh, so he tells Dumbledore and Sirius all about it. We learn about Priori and Cantatum. And Harry finally gets some rest until Fudge pulls a fudge. <sighs> like, it makes me so angry I can't talk about it. Uh, yeah. well, like, there's just, no words. Like, you know what I mean? Just read... Just read the summary. Let's just do this. Yeah, we just we gotta rip this band-aid off. Let's go. Fudge is a complete moron. <laughs> Who doesn't believe anything that Dumbledore or Harry says? He thinks that the things Rita reports are complete facts, so he's just dumb. Harry gets defensive about the names he heard of the people in the graveyard. Dumbledore deals a lot of truths to Fudge, whose brain can't comprehend anything and remains in denial. Dumbledore and Fudge part ways. I even wrote that and didn't even think about it. <laughs> I have no words for you. You've been very tired today. Oh, you know, I'm tired every day. Yeah. And I can't, I can't see without my glasses. That's true. That stupid content. My glasses. Um, so Fudge and Dumbledore part ways because they don't agree on what has and is going to happen. And when Fudge is gone, Dumbledore has his plan set in motion. And once everyone has their assignments, he makes Harry drink the rest of his potion and go to sleep. Ready? Ready. No, I'm really not. Well, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> I, I literally still can't get over that revelation in the last chapter about Dumbledore. And it literally like has rocked my Dumbledore world. So what she's talking about is Dumbledore's triumphant look in his eye when he realized that Harry and Voldemort, the blood that blood sacrifice, or not blood sacrifice, love sacrifice, love, love. Lily's sacrifice and All you need is love. it ties Harry to Voldemort all in another way. Life. Keeping him alive while love. Voldemort's alive. Love is all you need. Do you like my boy a little bah, more? Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted. It's boiled in love. 
What? I don't know. <laughs> She's tired. It's late. Let's let's just let us. It's way past go. my bedtime. Let us roll into the next segment. I'm We're killing it and dive right in. Okay. Fudge tells Dumbledore that is prepo- it's preposterous that Voldemort has returned. That's and such a good word. Preposterous. Dumbledore's basically like, no, he's he's super back. Like he's back for sure. Um, Dumbledore quickly recaps what happens in the defense against the dark arts office. Quote, as Minerva and Severus have doubtless told you, said Dumbledore, we have heard Barty Crouch confess under the influence of Veritaserum. He told us that he, how he was smuggled out of Azkaban. Azkaban. And how Voldemort, learning of his continued existence from Bertha Jorkins, went to free him from from his father and used him to capture Harry. The plan worked. I tell you, Crouch has helped Voldemort return. Fudge, once again, denies that this happened. And he almost jokingly tells Dumbledore that he can't seriously believe that Harry is telling the truth. That Crouch was a lunatic believing himself to be acting on Voldemort's orders. Yeah, because he was. But, like, what does it say about Fudge not believing Dumbledore, Snape, and Minerva? You know, these are three people that are are respected. They're not dumb. Like, you're talking about, like, honestly, out of all of the... I'm not saying that any of the other teachers aren't great, but it's Dumbledore, it's Snape, and it's McGonagall. I'll tell you like, why. I get he's just dumb. I'll, I'll tell you why. He's just in denial. I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Fear of that actually being a thing and fear of losing his position. Well, guess what? You're going to lose a lot more than that. Fudge. I mean, I get it. I'm just but saying. At the same time, like what I'm saying is like, this is just me having, helping people to think like more about fudge being dumb. Does, it's a selfish thing that he's yeah, doing. Yeah, for sure. Does this ever make you like take a step back and really question politicians in general? Like, oh, yeah. Like, so Fudge is a person of power. Yep. He is a person who theoretically was elected yes. to run the Ministry of Magic. Yes. I don't know how their elections work, yes. but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe you are elected. So I you are chosen so. by people. Yes. By people, <laughs> by the witches and wizards that are in that community. Right. In not a crazy time, apparently. And he's elected to mm-hmm. protect them, mm-hmm. lead them to, you know, advance in medicine, maybe like, you know, wizard medicine or advance in um, social things like whatever. Right. So he like represents he represents the people and his job as a politician like first and foremost honestly is like the safety of his people like if you compare it to the president of the united states like they are our commander in chief Mm -hmm. so they run the military which in turn protects the people imagine if any president were to react the way that fudge just reacted like just think about (sighs) I don't know. I guess this this again is probably a really great comparison to World War Two, you know, and like how things 
things happened underneath people's noses, right? Like things came to fruition. People gained power based on lies and manipulation. But like Fudge, I mean, I wouldn't like Fudge is not Hitler, right? Like Fudge is just this almost side politician that is easily manipulated by said Hitler, mm-hmm. right? Whoever that may be. He, well, it's Voldemort. Right. So in, in a way, it's like he's just... He, he's in denial. Maybe he's lazy. Maybe. I think he Maybe skates he's, by. He's you know scared. what I mean? Yeah. He, he knows what he's doing in a position where he's comfortable. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you throw a wrench in his operation... It's almost like he's... He doesn't want to deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. He doesn't know how to deal. And he just ignores a, it. Yeah. And just imagine that. It's too like, big of a problem for him to want to solve. Yeah. Any real world situation. Like that is I mean, so dangerous. The beauty of Joe's writing is that you can apply this to multiple things yeah. throughout real time life history. Right. Um, and I enjoy it very much. Do we want to go into Vinny's oh. comment here? Yeah. Uh, Vinny from our Discord chat, wonderful patron. Fudge is clearly also a reference to Neville Chamberlain that ignored the rise of Hitler while Churchill was like Dumbledore warning him about it. Thank you, Vinny. So many World War II references mm-hmm. in these books. It's yeah, yeah, crazy. I mean, and you even see like there's you could even talk about I know like in real time like with propaganda and all of those things how that can change the sway. Daily of profit. the public and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, well, and you even nowadays you see with media and that. and um, you uh, know, and like this news outlet is on this side and this news outlet is on this side. Well, and, and then there's people. <laughs> there are new quote unquote news outlets that legitimately print fake for sure false news. Oh, absolutely. And they make more money doing yeah. that than they do printing factual things, and people believe it. And social media has been a oh, horrific God. part Correct. of that. Um, Currently, I social saw, media, there's so much drama going on with Facebook right now. It's crazy. Um, and yeah. so with Rita Skeeter and her articles, we even see later on, well, Fudge, is, Fudge basically reference her. You're telling me you, you believe the word of this gossiper. Like, she doesn't print correct like she'll take bits and pieces so it's like you know you could be reading like um a like, historical oh, that's a good sound fiction. bite let's yes. write it in there and then we'll say all these other things about yeah. them that aren't true you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, but they believe everything they hear from her and it, it, it makes me really sad for the everyday um person talking about yeah. potter the everyday witch and wizard who you they rely on the daily prophet it seems to be other than the quibbler like and people don't believe the quibbler. Well, and then it's like their only trusted news source, and it's not trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. which is like, unfortunate. Think about Molly. She does, this doesn't happen after, but like she back to took, the letters. Yeah, right, like she took to heart what Rita put in right. the Daily Prophet about Hermione and Harry, and so like clearly, even people who are on the right side and understand, like, will understand and believe this story that we're talking about and our wise people you can be fooled yeah absolutely yeah um and that's the scary part about media in general well like people believe why can't you just report the truth i just don't get i don't get people who ratings are like that i know but i literally can't wrap my brain around but like you like 
I know. People don't have like... <laughs> There's no moral compass. Mm-hmm. Right. Where is it? It's literally... At the end of the day, you have to go to bed and you have to be okay with the things that you've done. And there's it's people literally about do. making money. You um, can't take it with you, y'all. Wherever you think you're going to go after this. Right. It's crazy. I had a thought and I just lost it about it. Um, just be a good person. Mm-hmm. Well, too, and like going back to Fudge being kind of afraid of Baltimore coming back and ignoring it. I know with me and my own self and my own anxieties that sometimes, and I, this is not good, is that I ignore the problem, thinking it's, like it's going to mechanism. go away. It's not going to. So I, I think yeah. not only he does that, but you know they're trying to get the word out there and saying that Voldemort is back, but people don't want to believe it. You know, especially the people that lived through it, that were scared through it. They don't want to have to go through that again. So I can understand to a point. It's like wrong of them also ignoring it. Um, you just don't want and, it. And being it's easier to believe the lies and being like he's not back harry's just crazy he's gone through all of these things and he's just saying this for attention because whatever else you know um literally all of this is just like so relevant it's ridiculous it's just yes unfortunately yeah we feel it um so let's just continue with this loveliness um Okay, so where we left off before our little tirade on all of our little soapboxes here. I just have a question. So, <laughs> yeah, about what we're talking about. With, oh, <laughs> with the Triwizard Cup of Stuff, couldn't they like do like a reverse uh, spell? Yeah, couldn't they see that like he didn't stay in the maze? Like he went to the graveyard. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that port key is that or something like some like some type of like a reveal spell find out where exactly Cedric died and who killed him by whose wand. Like, couldn't they? Is there like a way like like almost like a magical autopsy that doesn't like go through the body? They they could have regurgitated Harry's spell. Can you see the see what? Like, how do they say that he died? Well, I, I was going to say an accident. Could, it could be like, think about like what Newt does in Crimes of Grindelwald and how he like tracks yeah. Tina. Yeah. I mean, like, like, I feel like they're like has show been. that Harry just used like Expelliarmus, you know, but like maybe literally that's all it would show is like Expelliarmus. But I just wonder like what that would look like because it, it didn't like, act as an Expelliarmus. But it would show yeah. that it did Priori Incantatum. Maybe. But could they do, could they do almost like. An autopsy in Cedric's body, but not like a physical like a one, like a magical one. autopsy, and be like, "This is how he died," or maybe like, "I don't know." That's you know, a very good say point. That magic leaves <sighs> traces. Traces. So, would you be able to get a trace of Voldemort? Like, how did he do that if he's been dead for however many years? I mean, it should have been traced that he was murdered. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna guess that they wouldn't be able to trace anything other than the fact that he was killed by Avada Kedavra. Because if you think about it, then well, they then would have been able been to jail. track so many of the other murders to Voldemort, and it wouldn't have necessarily been a mystery. And like they're yeah, just playing a guessing game. Are like they think about the riddles. That? Maybe. I mean, think about how much the government the keeps from people. So, like, you never know. I'm sure there's some bogus stuff we don't like, know about. I wonder sure. if they're taking a big Especially old room. From back in the day. Here's the Where are those aliens? Sweep, sweep, I want to know. Sweep. Yeah. <laughs> That's my opinion. But why I said it, then Harry should be in jail is because Harry was the only person with him. Right. So, like, why wouldn't they assume that Harry's the one that killed him? Right. Dumb. Well, <laughs> let, let me read from the chapter here. Okay. So. Um, Dumbledore says, quote, when Harry touched the Triwizard Cup tonight, he was transported straight to Voldemort, said Dumbledore steadily, steadily. He witnessed Lord Voldemort's rebirth, barf. I will explain it all to you if you will step into my office. 
And then he adds in that it's um, like a hard no. You're not questioning him tonight. And um, that's when we find out that Fudgeon is an avid Rita Skeeter reader. So he asks Dumble if he has prepared to take Harry's word on this. And the moment of silence that followed is broken by Sirius growling. Yeah, so serious. Um, I will say Vinny did say he mm. goes, didn't Fudge think that Judy killed Cedric? Wouldn't they have been able to take Judy's wand and done a spell? You can like- see all the garbage that he did to Fleur mm-hmm. and uh, Crumb. Wouldn't mm-hmm. they have seen Judy kill Cedric because... They were monitoring. Yeah. They like saw them come back to the maze. And, well, they like, clearly you, Cedric was dead well, when but, he like, reappeared. Wouldn't, wouldn't you have seen? Because you saw the red sparks. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you have seen the green? I don't know. It's all very like. Maybe they think hmm, he took the port key, killed him somewhere else, brought him back. He's just in denial. For sure. He's just in denial. None of it makes it's, sense because none of it and is it's true. It's not supposed you know? to make sense. Right. Because yeah. it's not the truth. Yeah. So Dumbledore states that certainly he believes Harry has blue eyes are blazing because he obviously knows what is coming fudge believes that harry is crazy just like the majority of the rest of the wizarding world Mm. fudge um he still has like this weird smile on his face and he keeps glancing at harry before he answers quote you are prepared to believe that lord voldemort has returned on the word of a lunatic murderer and a boy who well fudge shot harry another look harry suddenly understood you've been reading rita skeeter mr fudge he said quietly and everybody in the room jumps because they have no idea that Harry's awake. You go, Harry. And Fudge's face becomes red. Ding. But then he becomes defiant. And I said, and here is where the rubber meets the road. Is the wizarding world really just now, from Rita's articles, um, finding out that Harry's a parcel mouth? Did, did the chamber what? story not get out? Can we go back to the did. rubber meets the road? What is that? Like... I've we're, we're never, like, I've never we're heard driving. that the ever. It's the road. You're going. The tire's always on the road. No, it could be on the grass, and then it hits the road. Pedal to the metal. Yeah. I've never once. I was like, "What does rubber meet the road?" <laughs> and I'm literally thinking, "I'm like, is there rubber on the road?" Tiff, I got you. Like, I've heard that thing. before. <laughs> it's a. It's I swear, I did not want. make that up. That's I've not a Tiffany it. original. We're going rubber to the road. Nope. What is it? Rubber, rubber meets, meets the, the road. road. What in the? How did you get through your life not hearing that ever? I don't know. I want a back row. I call hair ties bolly jobbies. I don't know. That's true. You, you're a strange bird. <laughs> so, but, cool. but honestly, like, how did this chamber story not get? I out? think let's. Talk, we were just talking about the ministry sweeping things under the rug. Here's Hogwarts. Here's their fancy rug. Got a big old crest on it. Oh. Sweep, sweep, sweep. That snake it goes underneath. Draco, Draco says straight out that Dumbledore hides things all the time. Because you know what? I think let's we all know Fudge incompetent. Fudge dumb. All the things. <laughs> Dumbledore, not any of those things. And he's smart enough to make sure that the ministry stays out of his business I mean, and Hogwarts. Maybe he maybe it was reported um I and doubt. shot down by the ministry. Because I mean Mal- Lucius Malfoy was, you know, all that jazz. I don't know. But like, and I think this is why part of the reason because it would have been real bad news for everybody. Yeah, and I think part of the reason is with um, in the next book with uh, Dolores Umbridge. Oh, because the ministry ministry had to have covered up the chamber too because they were there. They sent Dumbledore out. It was it had to have been news, but like, yeah, but it's just like why wasn't why wasn't it a big deal in the papers then? Because nothing really bad happened. 
No one died this time. You know what I mean? They Nearly were able headless to Nick died again. Okay. Well, he didn't. He just got petrified. Got the full blast. Um, but they were able to keep it under wraps because nothing like a student didn't die. The, you know what I mean? Like the first time around. I you, guess. You know? But like, they were, it, it's something they were able. I'm not a man right. lost his mind. Well, that's his own fault. But it's still it a big straight deal. Straight up, his own fault. Yes, but it's still a big deal. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Yeah, I mean, it just blows my mind. Dumbledore has a lot of power in this, the government at that time. You know, like all the way up until literally this chapter, he basically controlled Fudge. Mm, I guess. But like Fudge let him because oh, he was sure. coming to him to be like, "What should I do? What, what should I do? What should I do? I made, don't know how to be a minister." It made Fudge look good if he listened to Dumbledore. Yeah, because Dumbledore's smart and not dumb and respected. He's big, not small. Okay, he's right. He's right, and Fudge is wrong. He's Danny DeVito, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I coughed right into the microphone. Um, I apologize. Um, so uh, then Fudge asks about the, quote, funny turns Harry has had, referring to his scar hurting, and Fudge is quickly losing his cool, and Dumbledore is staying quite level-headed, per usual. Which is, like, so for Fudge, because this has happened to me when I was, like, a kid specifically. And, like, say I was, like, losing my mind, like, mad at my mom, and she would just start laughing at me, or she would just be, like, really calm. That makes me more angry. So Dumbledore's keeping us cool. He's cool as a, cool as a cuke. And then there's Fudge. Whoever hits the road. literally, by the end of this, hot Fudge, because he is angry. <laughs> And he was boiling. And then Dumbledore's just like, dude, he's back. And he's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. back again. Freaking out. Voldy's back. Tell your death daddies. I was going to say Stop that. it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is it. This is my last episode with Swish and Flick. Bye. Bye. So Dumbledore says, quote, Harry is as sane as you or I. That scar upon his forehead has not addled his brains. I believe it hurts him when, him when Lord Voldemort is close by or feeling particularly murderous. Fudge had taken half a step back from Dumbledore, but he looked no less stubborn. You'll forgive me, Dumbledore, but I've never heard of a cursed scar acting as an alarm bell before. Uh, that's because he's like the only one with this kind of scar. Harry Just saying. is the only one. Here he is. <laughs> Harry. Harry. And so then we get a little preview of Shouty Harry a little bit early, you know, oh. just in time for five. And Harry is basically fed up with listening to Fudge. And he openingly saying that he's crazy, for lack of a better word. Um, Mrs. Weasley forces Harry back down because he was trying to get out of bed. And then, in Karkaroff style, <laughs> Harry starts naming off Death Eaters that are in the graveyard. And the first up is Luscious Malfoy. And Snape is a little shook by this, and his eyes go to Harry and then right back to Fudge. I think because he's partially nervous that he's going to be outed, but then he outs himself. I mean, but they already know anyways. But like, yeah. Well, I should say, they, the collective they of the room, yeah. don't know. But like Fudge and Dumbledore and all of them knows. I think he's Snape, more... Right. Snape probably doesn't know what Voldemort may have said, said about, about him. It's true, too. But I think also he's thinking like... he's worried about. There's also other people in the room that don't know that well, he's Well, and he's also eater. hearing about all his little death daddies that came back. Stop it. <laughs> Legitimately, I don't like it. Like, at all. <laughs> I do. I'll stop so saying it. So does Voldemort, Voldemort and Bellatrix. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Says the Hufflepuff. Don't yike it. I'll stop saying it for this episode. Liar. <laughs> I will. I won't say it again this episode. And that's all I promise. So. I <laughs> so much. I just like how it rhymes. And so 
Um, Fudge is like, yeah, he's clear. He gives us a ton of money. Whatever. But how funny is that? Mm-hmm. That he mentions the money. Money talks. Yep. So then McNair is mentioned. He's cleared and working for the ministry, though. Avery, not Crab, Goyle, all acquitted 13 years ago. And Fudge goes on to insult Harry as if he isn't even there. But let's talk about how it's interesting that all of those people were acquitted 13 years ago under the ministry. You know what I mean? And they are all Death Eaters. Every single one of them. Yep. How many Nazis got away with it? I thought you were going to say, how many Nats? I know. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, probably a ton. Well, they keep, they can't they keep prosecuting the them, though. of being imperious. There was a story not too long ago about um, someone going to jail, and they were very old. Yeah, they were, like, in their late 80s or yeah. something, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, but, you well, know. you know. It is what it is. They did bad things. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah. So, quote, for heaven's sake, Dumbledore, the boy was full of some crackpot story that at the end of last year, too. His tails are getting taller and you're still swallowing them. The boy can talk to snakes, Dumbledore, and you still think he's trustworthy. Uh, prejudice much? Goodness gracious. And McGonagall, she's not having it. She yells at Fudge and calls him a fool. Yeah. McGee. Diggory and Mr. Crouch are dead. They are not random deaths. Fudge's face is turning purple. How dare you use that color? Get that color off your face. With rage in a Dudley, uh, not Dudley, Vernon. a Vernon Dursley <laughs> fashion. Sorry. Um, and then Fudge goes full-blown nutty with his conspiracy theory. So here we go. I see no evidence to the contrary, shouted Fudge, now matching her anger. Matching McGonagall's anger. Um, his face purpling. It seems to me that you are all determined to start a panic that will destabilize everything we have worked for these last 13 years. And there's the ticket. Told ya. Harry couldn't believe what he was hearing. He had always thought of Fudge as a kindly figure, a little blustering, a little pompous, but essentially good-natured. But now a short, angry wizard stood before him, refusing, point blank, to accept the prospect of disruption in his comfortable and ordered world to believe that Voldemort could have risen and that's it think of like how um like I'm trying to think what the word is like eye-opening it is for someone to realize that their government doesn't like believe them and care like you know they think that they um you know are gonna always do like the thing that's right and truthful and all these things but now founds out that they don't believe him at all and they are more worried about how they're going to look and how things are going to be handled than what is true and what's actually happening to him and now they're saying all these things like absolutely sad yeah um do you want to hear more of their arguing yeah keep going <laughs> watching this chapter that you can't not read you know what I mean? yeah. yeah so i want to i want to read a big chunk here but it's just important so <laughs> so listen i mean there's there's sometimes where we can't you can't paraphrase this. paraphrase things right. you just gotta read them that's why i like to do a lot of quotes because i feel like i can't say it any better 
Yeah, I mean, Joe said it the best. Mm -hmm. Voldemort has returned, Dumbledore repeated. If you accept that fact straight away, Fudge, and take the necessary measures, we may still be able to save the situation. The first and most essential step is to remove Azkaban, Owlskaban, from the control of the Dementors. I love Dumbledore in this moment. I love Dumbledore in in this moment and saying all these things because if you think about seven, just think about seven listeners right now. Think about five. Mm -hmm. Think about five, but I need you to think about seven. I need you to think about the end of seven right now. Well, even think about the fact that, like, we've talked about um, Azkaban and we've talked about the Dementors and how, honestly, how inhumane that is for, for all of those people for regardless of what they've done it's just it's just awful like i'll say to this think about the place is so in and of itself take the dementors away there's so much death and sadness and yeah. everything seeped yeah. into the yeah. walls of that place yeah. that someone's going to go insane anyways and then to have those those things around it they're just if Fudge listened nice. to this piece of advice, Sirius may not have died next year. So I, as far as yeah. your comment about the mentors, even though it's something we feel like people who go there and the things that they have done, that they might deserve it. We have no right to inflict that upon someone. Right. It's like an eye for an eye, right? Like that's not right. It's not even it's an eye for an eye. Really. It's a life for a soul. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Woof. Okay, we can't interrupt you anymore because it's too good. No, you're good. Preposterous, shouted Fudge again. Remove the Dementors. I'd be kicked out of office for suggesting it. Half of us only feel safe in our beds at night because we know the Dementors are standing guard at Owl's Command. Who thinks that's true? I mean, I'd be more scared knowing they exist. Doesn't Shacklebolt make sure that they no longer, after this whole thing, they're they're gone. They're They're not guards at the. Where do they go? I mean, maybe they have nothing to feed on anymore, so they just dissipate. Maybe they. Because you can't kill them. I don't know. I don't know. How do you get rid of something that's not? Maybe really... they just go where the winter is. You know, cold and rainy here are the Death Eaters. They're not the Death Eaters. Where are they? Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't. I saw tired. You know, I like people get seasonal well. defective disorder or whatever it's called, where it's like when it gets dark early and like yeah people get sad a lot yeah because we see no sun for nine months out of the year yeah um maybe that's where the dementors go they just follow where the sun doesn't (laughs) we should get rid of daylight savings i want more light at night same (sighs) okay um but i agree i don't really think that dementors are needed obviously they're not because kingsley gets rid of them well obviously not because people break out anyways that's true the rest of us sleep less soundly in our beds, Cornelius, knowing that you have put Lord Voldemort's most dangerous supporters in the care of creatures who will join him the instant he asks them, said Dumbledore. Sip tea, everyone. They will not remain loyal to you, Fudge. Voldemort can offer them much more mm-hmm. scope for their powers and their pleasures than you can. With the Dementors behind him and his old supporters returned to him, you will be hard-pressed to stop him regaining the sort of power he had 13 years ago. My man. Yes. Uh, Fudge was opening and closing his mouth as though no words could express his outrage. (laughs) That image just makes me laugh because I think of a gif that is really funny. Um, The second step you must take, and at once Dumbledore pressed on, is to send envoys to the giants, which we know Dumbledore ends up doing, right? Envoys to the giants, Fudge shrieked, finding his tongue again. What madness is this? 
Extend them the hand of friendship now before it is too late, said Dumbledore, or Voldemort will persuade them, as he did before, that he alone among wizards will give them their rights and their freedom. You you cannot be serious, Fudge gasped, shaking his head As a and retreating. Fact, he's not serious. He's just he's on Dumbledore. The oh my! And retreating gosh. further from Dumbledore. If the magical community got wind that I had approached the giants, people hate them. Dumbledore. End of my career. Again, super prejudice. I mean, yeah. not that the giants really are kind creatures because they're really not, which we learn from Hagrid. But at the same time, to just discriminate. Ass- yeah. It's and also super selfish on Fudge's part. Do you think what they would do to me for real? Office? It's yeah, not about um, like it's not about you. Hate it's, to break it to you, politicians. It's not about you. It's about the people you represent. Yeah. Work. Period. Work. Um, especially if you're elected. I know not every country is like that, but Fudge is so. You are blinded, said Dumbledore, his voice rising now, the aura of power around him palpable, his eyes blazing once more. You By think th- this is kind of magic right here? Almost, yeah. Like, it's like you know when you get un- like yeah. a little unhinged and it just comes out? Like, I envision like how, like Harry before he started Hogwarts, you yeah. know, like, he, like magic would just like... I think that Dumbledore envisioned this it, conversation um, to go... In the complete opposite direction. Because he's had such control over Fudge for so long. Yes. So I think he was like, okay, it's just going to go smoothly. He's listened to me before in the past. And he's getting a little unhinged now because he's not listening. And he's like, and he's probably thinking, because we know that Dumbledore's mind works so quickly. He's just thinking in the back of his head, like, he's not believing anything. He's not going to do any of this. And all of the, like, he's probably envisioning all of the things that are going to go wrong because of Fudge being um him being fudge being you know obstinate not wanting to believe this and i don't know i have a hard time believing that i think he knows how scared fudge is with his position i think that maybe he maybe thought he had a 50 50 shot there's like a fine line i think dumbledore yeah i dumbledore maybe knew there was a fine line between him believing him and not because he has to know how he has to know how important the power of his position is to yeah. him, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, like, to potentially put that at risk Fudge. would take a lot. It's not about you. Um, okay, so... By the love <laughs> of the office you hold, Cornelius, you place too much importance, and you mm-hmm. always have mm-hmm. done, on the so-called purity of blood. You fail to recognize mm-hmm. that it matters not what someone is born, but yes. what they grow to be. Okay, read that again. You fail to recognize that it matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. That can be applied to so many Things. It's such a good line. Can you also, hear it in the back of the room? They even talk about how that's part of the reason why they've always held Arthur Weasley back because he loves muggles so much. Yep. yep. Because he thinks less of him because of that. When Arthur is a significantly better person than you, Fudge. You're not cool. Nope. And that's why he holds Umbridge to such regard. She ain't even a pureblood. True is true. She's just a nasty. Yeah, but think of all the things that she backs. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Right? Like horribleness. Yeah. Just be kind to each other. Like I don't get that. You know what I mean? 
Well, Celebrate your differences. That's love what makes, makes you the cool. world go round. Actually, scientifically not, but I get the sentiment and I approve. <laughs> <laughs> your dementor has just destroyed the last remaining member of a pure blood family as old as any, and see what that man chose to make of his life. I tell you now, take the steps I have suggested, and you will be remembered in office or out as one of the bravest and greatest ministers of magic we have ever known. Fail to act, and history will remember you as the man who stepped aside and allowed Voldemort a second chance to destroy the world we have tried to rebuild. Mm. Insane, whispered Fudge, still backing away. Mad. Dude. He would have died, though, had he stayed in office. They would have killed him so fast. And I bet he was like just thanking his little lucky stars when Scrimgeour was killed. Yeah. Do we know do we know what happened to him? Like we don't. You don't hear about him after the first chapter. I wish we did. He did not help. He didn't do anything. All he did he he advised and he advised uh Scrimgeour for as long as he could and then he bounced. I would guess he advised, in quotes, Scrimger for like a week and then bounced, honestly. I mean, it, it would be it stupid for him to stay there. It was d- It's dangerous. I'm, I would not be surprised if he's uh, in the lake, you know? I bet you that he didn't really advise him. Yeah, no, he just like pretended for a week because he like felt like he had to, maybe. Well, he did the bidding and he went to talk to the other minister. <sighs> Do people know what I mean by in the lake? Like an inferior. Yeah. I just want the listeners to know, like, yeah, that's well, like when did dead. I when did I talk about this? Did I talk about my Felix book? Uh, or I regular? Rap? I don't remember. So um, probably a regular episode because I don't remember you talking about it. Okay, I it so was I was talking one. about um, where the locket, uh, there's a locket in my pocket, was hidden um, in the lake in the uh, lake that was so vast that you could not see the other side. You know, it's filled with inferi, and I said that. Um, Voldemort, being the secretive person that he is, um, most likely murdered all of those people and filled that lake himself. So when I say, like, in the lake, I would assume that maybe um, Voldemort killed him and uh, made him one of his little friends. How does he get down there? Magic. (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) I was going to say it. Magic. I don't know. In a young boy's heart. I don't know how that works. I don't see him apparating with a dead body because he's afraid of it. But, you know, I don't know. Mm. I truly don't know. (sighs) All right. So I'm going to continue here because I have literally only done one bullet point so far. (laughs) Um, I'm so tired. After that, there was silence. And just to, like, take this in, this means that Ron... Hermione, mm. Bill, mm-hmm. Mrs. Weasley, mm-hmm. Madam Pomfrey, mm-hmm. uh, McGonagall, yeah, mm-hmm. Snape, and Snape, and, and Sirius, Fudge, and Sirius, and well, no, because Sirius was in, was there with Sirius was there when Harry told. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess he's taking in Dumbledore's plan, right? But like, Sirius knows what happened yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. But like, all of these people, all eight people, because yeah. I'm not going to count Sirius because he knows. What happened to Harry? Oh, finding out the first time. They just found yeah. out everything. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Um, and then not only did they find out what happened with Harry, uh, they now see how their minister of magic mm-hmm. reacted. Wait, they didn't know that Voldemort was back until then? No. 
that is an awkward turtle moment. Well, McGonagall, right? McGonagall and well, yes, but and but Sirius they didn't know Snape knew that he was back. But Ron they and Hermione and Molly, but they and all didn't. Them. Holy the moly! They and Hermione didn't hear everything that happened in the graveyard with Harry. Correct. Can we please? Awkward turtle that super. But can you think of the dread specifically, like in Molly and you'd feel B- like you'd Bill, get maybe physically sick. Yeah, because Molly's thinking Molly's been through it. Molly Bill was alive. Lost her two brothers. Her brothers. Yeah. So and she's and gotta like worry now about she has and now her husband. Seven, everybody, you think know, she's got her seven kids. She's got Harry, and, and he how knows many of her kids are of age yeah. that are for sure gonna fight? Because she knows, and like, oh, it makes me want to cry. Because she knows why that in the next book her dement or her bogart. Is all, is of, them all of them dying? Yeah, because this is what's on her mind now. Yeah, from now forward. Yeah, um, it's just really sad. It's so sad. Her so fear. like, oh. everybody, it's her greatest not, fear. Yeah, like not only is there silence because everybody is trying to comprehend what's going on in front of them. They're hearing a lot of things. They yeah. have just taken in a lot of information that is very dark and deep and terrifying yeah. and sad, mm-hmm. like all wrapped into one. Um, Mrs. Weasley is still trying to keep Harry on the bed because I'm sure he wants to just like go and strangle Fudge as he probably should, honestly. And everybody is just staring at Fudge in disbelief at his reaction to this because obviously they all believe Harry. All of those people in the room, McGonagall and honestly Snape included. If not Harry, Harry. Dumbledore. For real. Well, but think about it this way. All of the people in this room, except for Fudge, know Harry. Bill, not as much. Right. But they know that he, what type of person he is, what kind of human, what kind of, like, he's not the type of guy to, like, lie about anything. Fudge only ever sees him as the boy who lived. He's right. only ever treated him as, you're Harry Potter. What Rita writes There's nothing about. wrong you could do. All of these things. And then all the things that Rita has written. So he's viewing him as this, this almost... I don't want to say celebrity, celebrity. but that's how he's viewing him. He's not viewing him as, you know, a 14 year old kid that's gone through some stuff. He doesn't know him like Ron and Hermione do or Dumbledore or McGonagall or Molly or any of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And he's honestly only like just in this book questioning the things that Harry has done. Up up until then, he was like, there's nothing you could do wrong. Oh, you blew up your aunt. It's fine. Yeah. Only because it's not, you know going your way mm-hmm. and what you want with mm-hmm. your little path now you're getting upset about it and i think too them seeing how livid mcgonagall was coming into this mm-hmm. whole start of the conversation mm-hmm. and then like mentioning that they've lost their only witness because only of fudge one. like so anyway yeah dumbledore then says if your determination to shut your eyes will carry you as far as this, Cornelius, we have reached a dun, 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 parting of the ways. You must sounds act, familiar, right? Mm. <laughs> you must act as you see fit, and I, I shall act as I see fit. That well, is like that is a promise. Uh huh. Imagine saying that to a president. Well, like, can you like can you can you imagine somebody who like isn't necessarily in government but does have influence going up to a president and saying you do what you want to but I'm also going to do what I want to. I know that you're the commander in chief and the president and leader of our country but I know better than you and I'm going to do what I want. Well and the scary thing is he also has followers you know what I mean there's people that trust Dumbledore yeah and are going to do what he says because he's smart and he yep 
really, he's the reason that they went. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a huge part of it. Like, if it wasn't for Dumbledore, Valdi would be alive and thriving over there. Voldemort Day. Yeah. It'd be there. It'd be happening. Yeah. Thriving. Thriving. It's just, yeah. So, that's a cool line. I'm just going to say that every time somebody asks me how I'm doing. Thriving. Thriving. Um, I also like here that it says that Dumbledore doesn't have any threat in his voice. It's, it's just it is promise. It is what a it is. statement. He's just stating <laughs> a fact. You do what you you do, you boo, and I'm gonna do me. Do you see why I love him? Somebody get on this train. Toot toot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you're gonna say next next book. You're gonna be like, I don't like him. <laughs> I'm going to say right now, I love Dumbledore. Yeah, do it. I mean, do it. <laughs> just like you said about Snape. We've talked about this before where, like, he's not perfect. He's an no. he's a great but character. He's a great character. And that's him. the thing that we discussed like about all of these characters, you know. Her, just like Umbridge. Y'all writes, trying to hop on this yes. Dumbly train. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Next Rolling up, writes, down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> J.K. Rowling writes really great, true people. You know what she I mean? Does. She doesn't write fake perfect people because that's not like perfect is not a thing uh um, it's sitting in front of me oh. there's nothing sitting in front of me it's me you're not okay sorry <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble um and My i think this was great burst. about her characters you know they're true they have flaws they've got great characteristics fantastic and hair i was sure. literally just gonna say that really i really was me and you tonight i'm telling you what <laughs> um okay so <laughs> Like I said, there was no threat in Dumbledore's voice. He was just stating a fact. He was a statement. But Fudge is so upset by this statement. He's acting as if Dumbledore was literally coming at him with his wand drawn. He basically was, though. Let's be real. I mean, (laughs) well, people like Dumbledore more than you, Fudge. Get over it. Um, So I said, this is the chapter title, which I think is cool. And it's literally the beginning of the new order. Right? Hence the, the next book, The Order of the Phoenix. This is literally like literally the beginning of it. Literally. Literally. I would say that the next chapter is the beginning, but that's just me. Because it's the actual beginning. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. So Again. like at that moment, he's literally he's kind of telling us exactly what he's gonna do. He's going to have his own order, which is reconvening order of the phoenix which is awesome um so he tells him to see here this is fudge see here here, waving a threatening finger he has given dumbledore free reign always always had a lot of respect for him might not have always agreed with his decisions but he's kept quiet kept quiet kept quiet there aren't many who'd have let you hire werewolves or keep hagrid or decide what Hagrid, right. as <sighs> if he's a pet. Right. Okay. I wish Hagrid would squash you. Okay, keep Hagrid. Okay. Or, okay. this is direct statement for Goblet of Fire, I believe, right now. Mm. Decide what to teach your students without reference to the ministry. But if you're going you to... You mean order? No, no, no. I mean Goblet, because uh, Judy taught them the... Oh, I got you. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were talking about Umbridge. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Dumbledore puts a hard stop to that. The only person he intends to work against is Lord Voldemort. And if Fudge is against Voldemort too, then they will remain on the same side, which is super important for Voldemort to like stay. Like it's obvious to us as the readers that mm-hmm. that's what 
Dumbledore means, but he's really trying because like now Fudge feels attacked. Mm-hmm. So like Dumbledore's trying to rein it in and and make him understand that they it's really funny. are on the same side. You well, just need to understand what your side is. And <sighs> I think that Fudge fails to realize that it's not about him. Right. Everything that he has said goes back to him, how it's going to affect his job, how it's going to affect his image. It's not about you, dude. <sighs> yeah. Um, so Fudge, like, doesn't have a response to this. He's rocking back and forth for a moment. He spins his bowler hat in his hands, and when he speaks, there's a hint of a plea in his voice. He can't be back, Dumbledore. He just can't be. And there's your true feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's he's the scared of everything like, you're doing. But here's the he's thing. just scared. When you are a leader, yeah, we're all humans. You can be scared, but at the end of the day, you need to buck up because you, you are a leading a well, lot of people. And that's why you have people on your team. Yes. And you have advisors. You can't do it alone. Nobody can do anything alone. And well, Dumbledore is supposed to, to be his advisor, but he's choosing I beg to differ. not to listen <laughs> to him. What? <laughs> I said well, I was thinking about her bathroom trip. Because Sorry, she, she she didn't listen. She wasn't listening. What? I truly did not hear you. I, I just said that Dumbledore is supposed to be his advisor, but he's clearly not listening to him in this moment. True. Um, and uh, then Snape strides up kind of like out of nowhere like you almost forget that he's been there the whole time because he's not mentioned he strides up pulls up his left sleeve and sticks out his forearm to fudge who recoils there he said harshly there the dark mark it is not as clear as it was an hour or so ago when it burned black but you can still see it (laughs) why was this not enough proof fudge knows keep going Fudge knows exactly. Uh, I'm like so distracted right now. Oh, she's drawing a dark mark on her arm. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I don't understand why that right there wasn't enough proof. Like, Snape is showing him the mark on his arm that only burns when Voldemort calls. And still, again, like, it literally, he's just in denial. Like, there's no, like, we could, you know, we could break it down for days. But, like, um... He explains that, this is Snape, explains that every Death Eater has the sign burned into him by the Dark Lord. It is how they distinguished each other. That is the worst drawing (laughs) I've ever seen. I'm not an artiste. (laughs) You saw Katie do it. (laughs) It was how they distinguished each other, and it was Voldemort's way of summoning them. If Voldemort touched the mark of any Death Eater, they were to apparate instantly at his side. He says the mark has been growing clearer all year. Uh, Kakarov too, and that's why Kakarov has fled tonight. He fears Voldemort's vengeance, and he betrayed too many fellow Death Eaters to be welcomed back. And thus starts Kakarov's <sighs> camping adventure. Right. <laughs> it's only for like a year. Um, it's only for like a year. <laughs> but this, like this part. And I, then he goes to the lake. I liked this oh. part. When I was reading it for the first time, because it was like, again, (laughs) one of those things that was like connection. Oh, that's what they were talking about. We fully understand it now. What's the connection? 
Sorry, I was thinking about the lake. Oh, um, I'm so bad. Cockeroff and Snape's conversations. Correct. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, yes. It's like, ooh, no wonder why he was like, look at my arm, dude. Right. So then you understand that A, Sirius was right about him being a Death Eater before and that he should be worried about him. Mm. Um Obviously, he wasn't really the one to be worried about, but, you know, whatever. So Fudge snapped, snapped. <laughs> Fudge stepped back from Snape, too, shaking his head. He didn't seem to have absorbed a word of what he said. Of I don't not. know what you and your staff are playing at, Dumbledore, but I have had enough. I have no more to add. I will be in touch with you tomorrow, Dumbledore, to discuss the running of this school. And I said, ugh, Fudge, it's Umbridge. I wonder if he was already thinking about this. Maybe. Umbridge. And this just solidified it. I bet you all the articles about Harry and like Hogwarts life all year was just like building up to this. But like, I bet you had this not happened, he would have like, here's the ministry rug, here's sweep, sweep, sweep. Right. Because it's Harry. He's the boy who lives. But now he feels like Dumbledore's the enemy, even though he's Mm -hmm. not. So he's like, well, I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to send Umbridge to you. It's literally just a power struggle right now. For sure. The start of his decline. Yeah. Bye. So he's about to leave when he strides back to Harry and drops a large bag of gold on his bedside table. His winnings, 1,000 galleons. There should have been a presentation ceremony, but under the circumstances. And that's, that's what he's worried about at that moment, apparently. Well, appearance. Everybody likes to have a party. So. Every party has a pooper. So mm-hmm. that's why we invited you. Mm-hmm. Party pooper. My mom would sing that sometimes. <laughs> All right. So as soon as Fudge leaves, Dumbledore says there's work to be done. So not spit spot anytime. <laughs> Literally no time wasted. And he looks to Molly and says, "Am I right in thinking I can count on you and Arthur?" And she's like, "Of course. We know what Fudge is. It's Arthur's fondness for Muggles that has held him back at the Ministry all these years. Fudge thinks he lacks proper wizarding pride. Ugh, so that's here's, garbage. Here's the Weasleys on the Sacred Twenty Eight. Old, pure blood family. Just because you want to accept other people other than just wizards doesn't mean you have wizarding pride. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, so Dumbledore says, then I need to send a message to Arthur. All those that That's we not what pers- that says. Yeah. Arthur. <laughs> yeah. All those that we can persuade of the truth must be notified immediately, and he is well placed to contact those at the ministry who are not as short sighted as Cornelius. So Bill immediately volunteers to tell his dad about it. And Dumbledore is like, all right, tell him what happened. Tell him I'll be in contact contact with him shortly. Um, But Mr. Weasley has to be careful because he has to be discreet. Because if Fudge thinks that Dumbledore's trying to interfere at the ministry, that's going to be some big trouble. Because that's his fear. I've never, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've never really, like, took the time to think about... He's almost like a spy. Like, that's taking a lot of Arthur to to do this with. You know, he... He has a lot of mouths to feed, and he has a lot of responsibility. It's a it's a big gamble. Yeah, like yeah. props to him and Molly. Mm-hmm. Like, especially that's, that's continuing amazing. to work there in seven. Yeah, right. yeah, it's da- it gets dangerous there. I mean, it's well, run and, by Voldemort, and he's known as being you know a model lover, as like, they would say, a traitor. And a they have traitor. to yeah. send their daughter to Hogwarts because yeah. it's bad news if she doesn't show up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
like so true. the fear that they must feel. And especially because they're so close to Harry. So not only are they right. undesirable because they're blood I'm surprised traders, they weren't just killed straight off of the bat. That's a fair Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Well, if you remember the Caros did begin wanting to kill Harry Potter sympathizers at Hogwarts. So they tried to kill yeah. Neville. They were going to kill, kill Ginny. They were going to kill Luna. Yeah, Luna. Seamus, Seamus, Cho, sure. like all of them. It makes me sick. Yeah. So Dumbledore tells McGee next to bring Hagrid to his office, and if she consents to come, Madame Maxine is more than welcome to come as, come as well. And she just nods and leaves without a word because she's like Snape. She does exactly what Dumbledore asks. Somebody in the chat when we were recording the last episode said, because we were talking about how, like, loyal Snape is to Dumbledore because he just, like, did exactly what he asked. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said that they think McGonagall is probably the most loyal follower of Dumbledore and Snape is just incredibly obedient. He just does what he needs to do. I like that. Hmm kind of to help himself in a way, if you think about it, you know, because he's trying to make up for his Originally, mistake. I would think that. I think now. He I think now it's seen, it's a trusted relationship. Yeah. seen the light. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, think, both, like, I think at first it was that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's yeah. realized, like, because I think. But like McGee is true and true. Well, I yeah, think well, he yeah. just has always been like, you know, they've confided in each other as like friends kind of mm-hmm. um and she just they both both snape and mcgonagall trust dumbledore you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. he doesn't really there's not many times that they've seen personally where he's gone wrong you know what i mean well i will mm-hmm. say this it's it's easy to follow directions from somebody who you Fully trust 100% completely. Yeah. It, uh, I believe everything that Marty tells me. And is then he's it, like, I'm just joking. So I'm like, oh, easy, why do you like do that? Sunday morning? It is easy. So, but I'm, <laughs> but what I'm saying, morning. like, if you trust someone that much, there's mm-hmm. literally no questions asked. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I'm, I feel that way about Martin. Like, if he were you to say, but <laughs> get in the car, we need to go now, pack your stuff. I'd be yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Like, right. Because that's also, how though, much I trust him. Remember, he told Bridget that her polar bear was a panda. So her teddy bear from infancy is Mrs. Panda. Okay. Well, he also told me to go to internet.com to download more internet. And, and I you did believed it, so him. I did it. <laughs> Don't go to internet.com. <laughs> Those are jokes, obviously. But like... I. When Is that f- actually a domain? Like, did something load when you went to internet.com? No, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get it. You know, honestly, like, Marty's someone yeah. I trust a lot. Like, there's only probably a few people, like, specifically my family-wise. Like, realistically, if I asked him a serious question, he's not going to be asked me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's going to be truthful, and I trust him. Yeah. But, like, I like that relationship, because yeah. that lets you know that, like, no matter what, like... It's trusting, mm-hmm. no questions asked, let's go. Because you know where they're going to lead you is not in a, uh, might be a dangerous direction, but it's not a purposefully get you hurt kind of direction. Yeah. Snape nice. knew his role, you know? Mm-hmm. He knew his role. He knew what he had to do, and well, we, uh, we'll find 
I think, we'll see that I more think with coming all of, up. You know, there's something that sometimes we forget that all of these adults have gone through this before. Correct. Um, so it's almost like, you know, they were willing to do it then. And some of them, like Molly, have more reasons to fight again. Yeah. You know, um, when it first all happened, she didn't have, um, like, Jenny wasn't alive. Yeah. Um, she just had six boys, you is know? It, is it real? Is um, internet.com real, Vinny? <laughs> I can't see that picture that for, but it's something to think like, you know, they're, they're like, we did it so many years ago and you know, it's time. And we know that Hagrid truly believed that he wasn't gone. So maybe they all knew it was just right. a waiting game. And now they're like, you know what? It's time. We got to step up. We got to do what we got to do. And we trust Dumbledore and we're going to follow his lead. All right, Vinny. Well, it wasn't a domain in 2009. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's a domain seller. <laughs> it wasn't there in 2009. It, it like said something like, you're stupid, get away from here. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. The next person who gets a job is Madame Pomfrey. Dumbledore asks her to go to Moody's office where she'll find a very sad elf, and that's Winky, and she needs to take her back to the kitchen so Dobby can look after her. Yeah. And then... I was super glad to get this part because as I was reading it and reading it again, I was like, "Oh, I forgot about this," and it's just that nobody knew who the dog was. (laughs) Well, especially Snape. Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Dumbledore says, and now it is time for two of our number to recognize each other for what they are. Which do you think he was petting him? No. Oh Snape doesn't Snape. seem to touch. What if he was like, you're a quality pooch? <laughs> I think that Sirius would have bit him. Agreed. He would have no, been, like, been like, get yeah. What I like about that line, though, is like, it's not just Sirius in disguise as an animagus. It's Snape is a real spy for us. Yeah. So we can trust yeah. Him. Yeah. Trust yeah. Him. yeah. Sirius, if you could resume your usual form. So the great black dog looked up at Dumbledore, <laughs> then in an instant turned back into a man. Mrs. Weasley screamed and leapt back from the bed. Sirius Black, she shrieked, pointing at him. <laughs> Mom, shut up, Ron. It's okay. <laughs> Ron Weasley, do not tell your mother to I shut know. up. <laughs> um, so Snape had not yelled or jumped backward, but the look on his face is one of mingled fury and horror. Him, he snarled, staring at Sirius, who sho- whose face showed equal dislike. What is he doing here? He is here at my invitation, said Dumbledore, looking between them. As are you, Severus. I trust you both. It is time for you to lay aside your old differences and trust each other. That should have squashed it. Should have been no more garbage between them. Sorry, right. Sarah. No more. Yeah, but they're both petty AF. So yeah, let's I just real. can't petty stand. <laughs> okay, stop holding on to stuff. Let it go. Let it, let it go. go. Let, let it go. go. You can't Shit, hold, hold on that garbage anymore. anymore. I need to let go of me. What? I don't know. What? Oh my god. Let I it go. Know. So Harry's like, dude, oh, that's a miracle. You think mm. these two are just gonna give it up? And they should have. I know. Snape and Sirius are eyeing each other with utmost loathing. So Dumbledore's like, loathing. All right, I'll settle in the short term for a lack of open hostility. (laughs) And there's like impatience in his voice. And he says, you will shake hands. You are on the same side now. Time is short. And unless the few of us who know the truth do not stand united, there is no hope for any of us. Read that again. Praise. Read it again, Kate. You will shake hands. You are on the same side now. Time is short. And unless the few of us who know the truth do not stand united, there is no hope for any of us. Stand okay. united. Said it all. It's blue now. It's blue. It's blue. 
It's Blue O Lord standing in Sarah's section. (laughs) (laughs) So Sirius and Snape begrudgingly join hands and they quickly let go. Skip away down the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) And here's where we start our fan fiction. (laughs) It's a new segment out. Switch and flick. Um, So then Dumbledore moves to give everyone tasks, basically. Um, So, you know. I think Snape to Snape. Oh, Snape's still there. So yeah. for Sirius, he tells him that he's got to go talk to one Mr. Remus Lupin, woo-hoo, one woo-hoo. Miss woo-hoo. Arabella Fig. I don't know if she's married. And then uh, second, well, third, technically, Mundungus Fletcher. Hate you. And so I know the last two for sure keep tabs on Harry during the summer, um, like watching them basically undetected. Are they the only two? Like, do they swap shift? I was trying to read in the second book, or the second, the next book, in the fifth book, if you hear if anyone else was doing it. But that's a lot of work I for think two they're people. They're the only two. Um, but I'm, I would not be surprised if I, there's more. Yeah. I bet you it's just the two of them because everybody else, else has so many other tasks that that's they need to focus just on. Just the two of us. I don't know why you would we put can dung on that job. We try. We I mean, two of us. Boyfriend left to go get like some shady cauldrons. Like he's literally just a piece of dung. I can't um, stand him. He's the worst. And we have talked about Mrs. Fig before. I just want to bring her back up. Yeah. Cat um, ladies unite. There is an article. First of all, do you guys like figs? I wonder Dude, if she eats I them. Love Does she? Figs. Rumor has it she's got a tattoo of a fig on her Rumor bicep. Rumor has it. Do you guys hear what I said? I heard you. What a fig? <laughs> a fig on her bicep. Oh my god. I hope that there is. Flexing. <laughs> she be flexing. She has a mural of cats playing with figs on her back. <laughs> um, and it's a, so there's an article on um, Wizarding World, and it's unsung heroes Arabella Doreen Fig. Doreen. I didn't know that. And it says, what Mrs. Fig lacked in magic, she made up for in bravery. Um, but we know like she's been in his life for most of it um, because she was the peculiar cat-obsessed old lady that looked after him um, once a year or so. And then he doesn't find out until Order of the Phoenix that she's a squib. And she literally is like, I'm sorry that I had to be mean to you. She's like, but the Dursleys would not have left you in my care if yep. I wasn't, like if they thought you were having too much fun. But she's like, Dumbledore posted me here to keep an eye on you throughout your years. Um, and she turned out to be one of Harry's fiercest protectors and one of Dumbledore's most trusted confidants. Um, and it, the, this article says, we may even go as so far as to say that without Arabella Doreen Fig, Harry's life could have taken a turn for the worst after the summer of 1995 because she's the one that saved him or helped save him from the Dementors. Yep. Um, and then it goes on to talk about like squibs and stuff. Um, are you? What are you doing? She's I was trying to find a gif of a fig, and they're very bad don't search photos. It. Don't <laughs> oh search it. Um, and then we know, like with Mundungus, that he's just you know not a great human being, and he is the reason that they got attacked. Part of the reason, I should say, mm. that they got attacked by Dementors. Yeah, part. Um, any whoosies? So, um, so basically, he's like called that. Call the what is that supposed to say? I think I might have typed it wrong. So he's basically saying like call the old crew back together. <laughs> um, I had to, I don't know why I said calling them the crowd. Calling them the crowd and Lilo. And he's like Lilo. It's no, it doesn't say Snape's. 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> do you want me go, to read go to your stuff? secret lover's house? Stay low with him. So Lila with Lupin for a while, and he's like, "That's where I will get in contact with you." Um, and and Harry doesn't want him to go, um, but he doesn't really say anything. But Sirius like turns around, he's like, "Don't worry, I'm going to see you really soon," um, which is a lie. And that Sirius like has to do like what he can to help, and he's like, "I know you understand." And Harry's like, "I I get it. Like he understands. It sucks, but he understands." Um, and then he transforms into the dog, and then he trots off to spread the news. Also, side note, he opens the hand like he turns the handle with his paw. He's very How crazy. quality pooch. Yes, is he a polydactyl dog? Oh yeah, he is. Got that thumb motion going on. I doubt it. He could tie his tail I don't- up. Like no, you can't thumb motion. It would break his bones and not feel good. How do you know he's magical? He's probably super resilient. Lies. Don't don't look at me when you do that. I'm just trying to picture a paw. Don't look at me. Like you know those videos where they clearly have a fake animal paw and it's supposed to be a fake animal paw, it's just like a stick <laughs> of a paw. That's what I'm picturing, like, like opening this knot. <laughs> like, Maybe it was one like that you I just, just picture him because Fozzie can curl yeah. his toes around things. So weird. Um, Dumbledore then turns to Snape and says, Severus, you know what I must ask you to do? Dude. If you are ready, if you are prepared. I am, said Snape. He looked slightly paler than usual, Mm -hmm. and his cold black eyes glittered strangely. Then good luck, said Dumbledore. And And he watched with a trace of apprehension on his face as Snape swept wordlessly after Sirius. It was several minutes before Dumbledore spoke again. Boyfriend's wondering, he's, is he going to die? He's scared. Is he going to be murdered? Yeah. 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 You know, because be. realistically, like, after the discussion of all of the things and with Voldemort coming back and how there's one that he's like, I had someone betray me. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Severus, Severus, I've never called him that. Snape has no idea really what he's walking into. Yeah. He could be killed on the spot. Yeah. Um, and he's willing to do it. You know what I mean? And he has and to go and live that life yeah. again. Yeah. It's hard. You know, say what you want about him, but that's something crazy difficult to do, to live two lives. Mm-hmm. And he does it so well by the end of it Yeah, that, like, Voldemort has no idea. Not a clue. Has no idea. Until he's dead. Doesn't know. Has no Harry idea. Harry has to tell him. It's just, it's just crazy he does it just so well you know he kills snape not even knowing yeah 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 um and he's like he's one of the right hand men of Voldemort by the time he dies you know which honestly like goes to show how much he don't give up about his followers it's all about because he truly believed snape was his like right hand man and still just sicked nagini on him yeah Um, not even knowing the level of betrayal that he did. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's a good reason. Crazy. Poor guy. I'm not going to lie. I There are not many moments in these books where I feel bad for Snape. But I do in this moment. Because he... Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I kind of compare this moment for Snape to Harry walking into the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean similar. he legitimately is going there knowing full well he could be murdered I mean, in a second. Yeah, I mean, when absolutely. he walks back into wherever Voldemort is at the moment, 
he's got to get his mind right first of all because Voldemort's going to try and break into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. He's got to train that. Like I'm sure he never stopped, but you know. It, to me, it feels as if that kind of thing is like a muscle that you have to continue to work on to keep yeah. it strengthened. Muscle memory. And it just, it, it, I feel horrible for him at this time that yeah. like he knows what he's about to walk into. He knows about how he's got to live this life again. He's got to be so careful and watch every little thing that he does. He's going to have to answer questions from Voldemort and from all the Death Eaters, because who's to say they one of them won't try and kill him for mm-hmm. betraying or whatever. And it just, like, there's so many different oniony layers that go into this. Ogres are like onions. It just, it's... Yeah. I mean, it's scary for him, you know? And, yeah. and the fact that Dumbledore... And and it's he's he himself is clearly scared. It's scary for the for the good side too. Like not only is he afraid for, you know, but he could lose a great asset. Friend of his. But that's his window into everything that Voldemort is doing. And he he does it so well you see like there you have to do like he has to play like he's almost like walking on a tightrope. Because if he goes too far one way, He's gonna look like, oh, you aren't helping the like the good side at all. Yeah. It goes too much the other way. It's like, oh, you're helping them way too much. You that's know what why I mean? he like had to give the clue about the seven potters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There was- and that's why he showed up himself and tried to curse one of the caros, I believe, and he missed, and that's why he hit George. Yeah. yeah. That was purely by accident. <sighs> yeah. But of course they don't see it that way. The good side doesn't see it that way at that moment. In time well, no, yeah. he no. Hit George, and we don't find that out yeah. until because at this point in time later. they have no idea that he is good. Yes, it's crazy that this line right here, like you don't, you can skip over it almost. Yeah, when I read it the first time, clearly, like okay, like he has, he's telling him to do something just like he told everybody else. Yeah, and then like also, um, just like when you're getting ready to like get the order back together. Reading it the second time, like I, I felt this anxiety in my chest that I didn't the first time because you, yeah. you just know you that know. something's coming, yeah. but you don't realize it's this is coming. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just a it's a heavy burden that he has to bear. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he's and the, the order only... suffered so many losses the first yeah. time around. Yeah, you gotta start yeah. recruiting new members. Yeah. Um. So Dumbledore then instructs um Harry to take the remainder. Is that what that says? Remind, remainder. 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 You did it. It's Good job. Yeah, of the right. dreamless sleep potion. And then he's going to see the diggeries. <clears throat> I just got a chill because there's things coming and it yeah. makes me so sad. So Ron, Harry, except it's Ron, Hermione, and Mrs. Weasley are still with him. And Molly tells Harry to take his potion, get some sleep, and in the morning he can figure out what he will do with his winnings. But Harry doesn't want them. Cedric should have gotten them, not Harry. Them being the money. So I'm just going to read a little bit from the books. Because he says, I don't want that gold, said Harry in an expressionless voice. You have it. Anyone have it. I shouldn't have won it. It should have been Cedric's. The thing against which he had been fighting on and off ever since he had come out of the maze was threatening to overpower him. He could feel a burning, prickling feeling in the inner corners of his eyes. He blinked and stared up at the ceiling. I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. It wasn't your fault, Harry, Mrs. Weasley whispered. I told him to take the cup with me, said Harry. Now the burning feeling was in his throat, too. He wished Ron would look away. Mrs. Weasley set the potion down in the bedside cabinet, 
bent down and put her arms around Harry. He had no memory of ever being hugged like this, as though by a mother. The full weight of everything he had been, had seen that night seemed to fall in upon him as Mrs. Weasley held him to her. His mother, mother's face, his father's voice, the sight of Cedric, dead on the ground, all started spinning in his head until he could hardly bear it, until he was screwing up his face against the howl of misery, fighting to get out of him. And then um, Hermione breaks the tension by slamming, a loud slamming noise. Oh, I love she, this. Um, <laughs> catches something tight in her hands. Yeah, that, that would be the part that I was like. I try to forget that part. It's just not because it's not beautiful, but it just makes me sad. It's just so You ever sad. hug anybody like that, though? My mom. But, but like, when that. you just hug someone and, like, you stay there. It just makes me, like, he's 14 years old and he's never, like, he doesn't remember his mother ever hugging him. That's so upsetting. And I'm sure she did. Ooh. Oh, for sure. But I did that to Taylor Swift when I met her. <laughs> she loved that. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to talk just about. trying to lighten the mood here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I Googled, you know. Hugs? Hug. Basically, like, the power of hugs. I'm telling you. Um. And then there's this article from, it's like scottamyx.com. I was like trying to find like, like something like super legitimate, but at the same time, like there's a ton of research out there and they Uh all say that hugs are good. Yes. You know, human contact, like physical contact is good. Who is they? Dr. Yeah. Like there's legitimate research out there. Um, And it says a hug is probably (laughs) the simplest yet most powerful way to communicate with anyone. Be it someone we deeply love or a complete stranger. It epitomizes true give and take where both parties support one another. A warm, compassionate embrace is powerful. One that can heal, make you feel secure, transform lives and help overcome tough, the toughest challenges. What's more, a hug can give us the strength to fight diseases, even in life-threatening ones. Research proves hugs help alleviate stress, anxiety, and depression. Mm -hmm. Several studies suggest that hugging can help reduce blood pressure and the risk of heart disease. At times, all it takes is one hug to transform an individual. A selfish person can change into a caring, other-focused person. A hateful person can transform into a loving and considerate friend. Amazing, isn't it? Never underestimate the power of a hug. Basically, like, keeps going in. I literally do that. I will, like, come home or, like, after Alana goes to bed and I can, like, have Marty to myself. Like, I'll literally just, like, (laughs) it sounds funny because he's gigantic and I'm very small. But I'll, like, sit in his lap and just, like, I'll just, we'll just hug each other and just, like, sit there and watch TV. And and the good thing about it is um, it really helps me because my number one love language is touch. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot of scientific research out there with, you know, just holding hands. You know, and that, petting that animals. They bring dogs, therapy dogs, and, the and stuff like the into the hospitals because They're it's calming. good. Yeah, they had those at Kent State during finals yeah. week. They would always bring the dogs. Um, I saw a video and with you know, a horse. With awesome, with brand new babies, you know, kangaroo care where you know oh, you put loved the kangaroo. baby right on top of you, um, skin to skin, skin to skin, and and I was actually reading an article um, while I was at work the one day about how they don't like research is showing, um, and this is a little bit gross if you're kind of squeamish, like after you give birth, obviously the baby is not clean <laughs> um, and they say that you should wait at least twelve hours to give the baby a bath, because, and they do. 
Um, well, some people, if the mom really wants, if the family wants the baby to be ba- bathed, they will. Um, they strongly but, suggest you do Yes, because, like, you know, if you put, like, the that skin-to-skin contact, it mm-hmm. helps, like, regulate. Like, if the baby, say, is, like, having, like, a temperature issue heart or, rate. like, a heart rate and all of the things, it sinks to the mother's or whoever's <laughs> holding it, um, holding the baby. You know, that skin-to-skin contact and that, that kangaroo care and, you know, that first 12 hours like it even helps them if they like 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 latching on and all of these crazy like it's just Mm -hmm. amazing how it works and i can't (sighs) tell you how awesome it is to have alana come out and go like right into snuggle mode like right on my chest it was amazing and we obviously kept doing it like i didn't wear a shirt for like days guys (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like it's so good and it's good for um like Marty did it and I know like my brother-in-law like as soon as um all three of his children were born after like you do like the first latch and you get in the room his he wore button downs to every birth like he's <laughs> unbuttoning that shirt and he's putting the baby on his yeah. chest it's just it's so good and it feels so good and anybody who's got to um be blessed enough to feel that it's just amazing yeah. and I it just I don't know I love that Harry got this hug. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, for the rest of his life, Ginny gives him just, like, powerful hugs, too. And his children give him powerful hugs. So, going back. So, the hug, obviously, was interrupted by Hermione. (laughs) Slamming. Making a lot of racket. Interesting. By the window. And she's Hmm. holding something tightly in her hand. I wonder. Y'all, it's Rita Skeeter. (laughs) (laughs) That nasty, nasty human... Ugh. What if she Human accidentally beetle. tripped and fell and went boom and like went squished her? Well, <laughs> Killed her! We would find out what happens <laughs> when you kill someone um, in an animagus form. And so Molly wipes. I be sad. <laughs> Molly wipes her eyes and tells Harry to drink his potion, which he does in a gulp and instantly falls asleep. If I dwell on that too long, I will cry. We dwelled on that for a long time, but it is very important because. He needed that. And we talk about him needing to talk about things all the time and how, um, you know, there needs to be more support for mental health within the wizarding world. And that right there was a glimpse of what something like that can do. Something that can be so healing like that. So what do we have? We have one bolt question. It's okay. a little late. It is a little. It's Jesus. Oh, it's but almost, always it's almost midnight. <laughs> did Snape go to Riddle Manor to meet Voldemort? Or do you think Voldemort already moved his base from there? I think he's still at Riddle Manor. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would say still Malfoy Manor, possibly. <laughs> well, yeah, but the graveyard is What do you think that, he's like, looking yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the isn't graveyard? Riddle Manor. <laughs> <laughs> he left. Think anybody oh, no. died that night? There were over 40 Death Eaters there. I think that if he was going to no. kill a Death Eater, it would have happened um, before he dueled Harry. I think he crucified a lot of people. He's like, let me torture you because I yeah, he, just he lost can't afford to kill did. people right now. He yes. needs to build his numbers. Yeah. yeah. Once he um, no, I don't feels know. more confident. I don't think his... he was. Yeah. Back yeah, at Malfoy Manor, yeah. He only went no. back there in seven for the permanent stay. Yeah. So we're. we're uh, I think he stayed at Riddle Manor for a while because I think that he didn't think anybody would got a lot low for a while. It's been working yeah. for like a year. Yeah, true. Sulking home like Charlie Brown music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were throwed it again. 
right. Oh, here we go. From Gabrielle. Do you think Voldy is happy or angry Barty's soul was sucked out? Since I don't, he is gone, nobody believes he's back, but he lost a loyal follower. Oh, I think he's I don't upset. Think he, I don't think he cares. Oh, I, I think, think he Voldemort cared. wants people to know he's back. I think that he's yeah, upset. Yeah, but... but he could also like do he was, more damage. He was like, about to be like, he's my best sneakily. person ever. I think he's upset. He lost. Yeah. It's like losing a Bellatrix when Bellatrix died. He screamed yeah. no. Yeah, he did. He was actually upset about it. And not just that was like one of the only times he ever showed he emotion was thinking, about something like that. It is true. Bellatrix feed my child. Him. Yeah. Just saying. I think he was upset. Nagini. Oh, wait, she's dead. I don't pretend to know him as well as I know other characters, but I feel like that was a huge blow as far as his building his followers and army back up. Because think of, I mean, he was an amazing Death Eater. He would have been a great person. uh, So, like, honestly, it's a good thing, obviously, that he's got to, well, you know, it's good if any Death Eater honestly gets caught or thrown in Azkaban or killed. But Thrown where? Owl's command. Um, but I think that Junior would have done an unfortunately great job at convincing people. Oh, Junior. Yeah. So I do think that he is upset about it. Or threatening people. About Or what? Or threatening people. Right. <laughs> Torturing people. Mm-hmm. So. X, Y, Z, all of the above. Yeah, I think he was upset about it. Yeah. Do you have any more? Do you guys no, have any? Do you have any? We we never do this anymore. Usually, I know yeah, we're lazy. What do you think a hug by Molly feels like? Oh, Warm oh, and man. smells like Christmas. <gasps> like my mom. Yeah, my mom gives, my great, mom hugs. gives great hugs. I love cuddling with my mom. I cuddle with my mom. I can always hear her stomach. She's all, her stomach has always made a lot of noises. Also, good thing she doesn't listen to this because <laughs> she'd be very annoyed with me. But her one ear ticks. It like does this. tick. Yeah. Have you have I ever made you guys listen to it? It's no, a little crazy. Sounds it. like a clock. But she gets so annoyed because then she'll hear it. <laughs> she, like it always ticks. So like if she's not paying attention to it, she doesn't hear it. Um, but if you say something to her, she's like, oh, no. I'm like, you're going to hear it now, aren't you? She's like, yes. <laughs> so weird. I love when I go on vacation with my mom because I it's nine times out of ten to Disney. And I am super gung-ho at Disney, I won't get up at 6 a.m. to go to work or anything, but I'm up at 6 a.m. I if can I've got plans to go to a Disney park. For that. So, She's not even just Disney, <laughs> just vacations in general. Yes. Or trips. Yeah. Um, but I always am the one to wake my mom up every single morning on vacation, and I'll literally just like jump in bed next to her, and she'll be like, Ugh, you scared me. And then she'll wake up, and then I'll, we'll just like cuddle for a little bit while she wakes up. Maybe I like cuddling with my mom because I co-slept with her for so long. When oh, well, maybe. Little. We're seeing the repression. You know what I like <laughs> to do? Not specifically. I like to put my feet under people's tushes. Like I do that thing. to Megan all the so time. <laughs> we got two more. Okay. All right, do you think that Voldemort planned to keep using Junior to pose as Moody to spy on the Absolutely. Orders? Oh, yeah. Had he not been caught? For sure. Yeah. But, like, realistically, Judy's the reason he got caught. Yeah. Like, he was too cocky. For sure. Well, yeah. yeah, He, like, lost it. In the moment. He lost it, yeah. His excitement in the moment when he succeeded. His mistake was a huge one. I have to say, I love David Tennant. Oh, Oh, yeah. great. The tongue thing added in was great. Yeah. I enjoy him and his face. 
Gabrielle asks, what do you think would have happened if Voldemort's mother survived and kept him? We've been asked this. We, yeah, we've been asked this a lot. I mean, I definitely think that it, his, I mean, his upbringing would have been different. Yeah. He, I think it depends on how she would have treated him. Cause you can still have a mother and not, and not she, go well. You know what I mean? And she nicest- seems, it depends on if she got herself out of the situation. She was, she was in an abusive situation. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think that had she stayed, because he would have been, he would have been raised by the gods, right? Yeah. Which I don't know how much better that would have been. You know, well, she seemed pretty miserable, so he would probably turn out exactly the same if he was in that situation. But would he have become would Lord he have been Voldemort? In- I don't think so. But I mean, it I also know. depends. Like if he, if he was fated to, if we believe in fate, I he would have turned. He would have turned into Vor- Lord Voldemort. He might have just had a different, a little bit of a different path to get there. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. I think probably. All right. Still Nick, evil. Take this as the last lightning bolt round of the evening. Yes. Is the green bowler hat from Vinny? Is the green bowler hat a fudge family heirloom? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. And the pinstripe cloak? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of always have just envisioned that as fudge himself's fashion. Like, that's just a, it's like his staple. Do you think he wears it in support of his Slytherin house? <laughs> Maybe no, because, no, <laughs> I don't know. He's I a don't Gryffindor. Know. Uh, no, <clears throat> I think that it was just conveniently colored green to show that he's going to be a villain. Yeah, vividly green. <laughs> yeah, lime. super it's lime. Lime green. Lime green. Okay. Why wouldn't you do it in the movies? You know what I mean? Why are you? Why are you yelling at me? Lime. I'm just telling you, <laughs> lime green. <laughs> so lime. <coughs> oh, thank you so much for those lightning yes. bolt round questions. Let's go forward with our fan story. Fan story. Easy name. Molly Walsh. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> she says, Dear Swish and Flick, my name is Molly Walsh, and here is my Potter story. I'm a proud Gryffindor. My yeah, you are. Elderwood, Phoenix Feather Core. Cool. 10 mm. inches in length and hard flexibility. My Patronus is a dolphin. Hey, Patronus. <laughs> I'm 14 years old. I started to read Harry Potter after fourth grade when my mom made me read them over the summer. At first, I thought it was super boring, but obviously, I wasn't the brightest fourth grader. <laughs> Finally, once I got out of the first few chapters, I was hooked. For the first half of my fifth grade year, my best friend and I com- competed to see who would finish the books first. My favorite Potter memory is actually getting to play Quidditch. <laughs> it sounds weird, but you just play the game by running around with a broom or pipe between your legs. <laughs> Listening to you guys has changed my life. My parents both think Harry Potter is only for children, and my sisters think Harry Potter is boring. I have a weird family. (laughs) Hearing four adults talk about the world I love so much has been amazing because I don't feel like I am alone. I listen to Swish and Flick everywhere and get a lot of weird stares when I'm (coughs) laughing at your funny lettuce puns and Florence impressions. Thank you so much for everything you do. How funny we had lettuce puns in this episode. We did. That was just for you, Molly. In honor of Florence, Megan should read the social media as Florence. I literally suck so bad at it. That's what makes it so great. But honestly, let me just say this. Hearing from a uh, 14-year-old listener, that's awesome to me. And I'm so glad that you can hear that um, from four adults here and the oldest one at the table, you don't have to grow up. Nope. You don't what have is to grow 14? up. Yours uh, eighth, grade? Uh, uh, eighth, eighth grade? Eighth grade? Eighth grade or a freshman? Okay. Yeah. So you you just <clears throat> you keep, you. you love what you love and you keep loving it and know that you can do it. 
adult things and adult all day, but you can also be a kid too. So yeah, Molly. Uh, and I love that you're a Gryffindor. <laughs> and I like that your name's Molly because apparently that was almost my name. I like that you're <laughs> a dolphin and you seem pretty rad. Fun so. facts about Megan. My mom loved the name Molly. It's a sweet name. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Molly. You Thank you, Molly. Thank you for being you. Okay, Florence number Thank two for the for social media. Thank you for being a friend. Go ahead. Travel down the road and back again. Megan. Megan Point oh. We won't finish this until you do do not yell though when you laugh at her inevitably a friend because confident right thank you for being they say confidant all right dummy it's time for the social media florence would like you to do it in florence's voice i literally suck at it but you literally don't i literally suck at it can i do it in a british accent no (laughs) <laughs> That's easier. Florence or Florence or Bust. British people uh, would probably say otherwise. <laughs> I don't know. I think I have a pretty good fake British accent. Uh, anybody with that accent, tell her otherwise if you feel so inclined. Literally. That's what they say. Aluminium. <laughs> Capitalism made us change the way we start it. talking. She's just, uh, <sighs> what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the rubber meets the road, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Join us on Facebook. No, 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 no. Do you want to go to bed? (laughs) (laughs) Katie Katie will leave you here and make you walk home. She'll take your phone. Join us on Facebook. (laughs) Well, Swish and Flick Podcast on (laughs) Facebook.com. <laughs> you can also join our Facebook say group. That they thought of us, and yes. I was like, "This, I mean, like, it doesn't even come from us. It comes yeah. from Strong Bad." Well, HomestarRunner.com. Uh, don't forget to, yeah, go and subscribe on the tube of you, and follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> We're also on the, the gram of Insta, Swish Flick Cast. I don't think Florence talks like that. She yeah, does not say the does. gram. She, t- she doesn't say the Insta of grams. Well, I say that. <laughs> <laughs> make sure make sure you get your orders in on SwishFlickCast.com for Christmas. We've got t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, it'd be great if you would... Uh, <laughs> Support us <laughs> on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Pick your support level. <laughs> Megan's out. <laughs> well done. I just got to say that was complete garbage, but whatever. <laughs> I thought you I did told you it fine. would be. <laughs> I like that Megs is like, it's a high-pitched Florence. Because that's the only way I can do it. Everything goes up and up and up. <laughs> I will say, Tiffany. it's been a long time since Florence came out. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing. Let's get this over well, with. Well, pretty much wait, the same as the last no, episode. No, no, no. Can everyone do it in a Florence voice, please? Oh, well, I just finished reading some books. You see, they're on Star Wars. What's a Star Wars? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Nothing. What's a Star Wars yeah, with you? I don't know. What's a Star Wars with me? What's a Star Wars with you? No. Okay. I don't know. I listen to podcasts. <laughs> 
I'm going to give a couple people some shout-outs here. Ma'am, why aren't you talking like t- uh, Florence? I almost said like Tiffany. That's I don't know. You. I told them I would do this a little while ago, and I haven't yet. So I got to do two shout-outs here. Do it like Florence. Uh, follow Wizard Studies Podcast. They're another Harry Potter podcast. And Katie and Audrey are very, very nice. We met them. There's E for Explicit, so watch your little babies, Evers. And then who is this friend on Instagram with the wands? Okay, I have to do this with regular voice. Yes, so Orchard Works. If you go to our Instagram page, you can see um, I got a wand to match my Pottermore wand. Pottermore slash (laughs) wizardingworld.com wand. So it is a um, Hazelwood wand. He told me there was a Phoenix core. And it's nine and three quarters inches long. And he actually, um, he had to saw the end off of a wand and he made it the specific length and he like had the tape measure out and everything. And he's like putting on his glasses and he's like real wand maker at work here. And it's, I love it. It's it's, It's a fantastic wand. And I just love that it's like my wand would. My wand would. My wand. So... I don't know. It just it makes me happy. So go to Orchard Works Magic Wands. I looked up their website um, and they have a lot of really cool things in their shop to pick from. You can like super nice guy get character inspired wands. Yeah. You can get your like Pottermore slash Wizarding World wand. You can like buy them in bulk for like events, like for a wedding or a party. Or They're whatever. really cool. I looked at the They're table. Beautiful. Actually, my yeah. wand made his page. That's my wand right there. That's nice. Cool. My you can wand. see the actual like grain of the wood and everything. Um, so it's pretty cool. So go uh, give him a follow. And uh, if you're looking to get somebody their actual wand, Go hit him up. And they're like only $50 for like your wand like and made. And handmade. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's with the actual talented. wood. Yeah. Remember that place? It was like, I'm going to say it. It's like, it was like Alvin's or something. Alvin. Yeah. Alvin's. Yeah. They made beautiful stuff, but it was like 80 bucks a pop. They were so expensive. So. Pretty. Uh, but they were around like. Oh, they've been around forever. If they're not still around, I don't know. But they are. It was like the OG of like. Your one. Licensed ones. Yeah. 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 Um, so just, when does this come out? November nine, something? That weekend, whatever, 8th, 9th. Oh, well, we're in Ironton. Hey. Yeah, we're going to um, the Wizard Con in Ironton. And Chris Rankin will be there. Chris Rankin, James Payton, James Payton, will, be Payton will be there. And Nessa. then one of the Slytherin dudes. I can't remember Wait. his name. No. It's going to bother me. But I can't remember. No. Mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> I would remember that one for sure. Um, but yeah, so just uh, having a good time. That's cool. It. That's all I have. Cool, 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 cool. Um, go, please, and listen to Katie and mine's other podcast with our friend Chrissy, Friends Watching Friends. Um, I am watching the series for the first time. Katie is a casual fan and Chrissy is like an insane friends expert. Like super fan with a cape. Yeah. She's like, she's like the us of friends. So it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Harry Potter to me is friends to her. There you go. Um, and then go and follow 
grown-up kids. Oh. Oh. What? Just go follow grown-up kids. Well, all right. All right. Um, I'll Do you have time for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shrug your shoulders. Can, can I ask where the vlogs are from August? <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay. You are not. Yes, I am. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Are you being a snake? No. Oh, okay. I'm being a snake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. This is snake-like tendencies. A snake. A snake. The sneakiest snake. Um, I'll shout out a page. So, Jess, you guys know Jess. Yeah. She just recently opened an Etsy shop. It's called Cupboard Under the Stairs, but it's CPBRD. So, like, an abbreviated form of Cupboard Under the Stairs. And she's been showing me the stuff that she's been prepping to make, and it's it's really cool. Like, she's she, very talented. Yeah, she yes. really thinks them out, and, like, she'll go through it with me and be like, do you get this? Do you understand this? Like, is it Potter without, like, saying, hey, this is Potter, because you'll get in trouble for that. Right. Um, but she's got, like, really cool, like, paper flower arrangements. She's got um, pages from the books. That she like hand inks. Dude, my page. Incredible. So she made us Christmas gifts Mm -hmm. and my, she took the chapter art pages and drew them. I'm going to (coughs) cough. Sorry. But she drew Fozzie Bear on the chapter Padfoot Returns. Right. And it's like the greatest thing. It's up on my Potter shelf. She does great work. So go check that out because. She she puts a lot of her heart and soul into it, and you can tell. Yep. See how well. Hi. Did you did you wash your hair yet? No. Okay. Since the last very, episode. No. <laughs> very dirty. Like I cannot wait to wash it tomorrow. I just was lazy and didn't feel like doing it. Um, literally have nothing going on except for school. Um, I have a cousin that should be giving birth any time now. Um, and she wants me in the room with her as of right now so we'll see if that actually happens so they might be in Irontown and I might be in Cleveland so who knows true true um, but yeah I'm just trugging along trugging chugging along <laughs> does the rubber meet I'm, the road I'm, the rubber is meeting the road <laughs> and we're just flying we're thriving are you thriving babe yeah. yep it's right. my life story cool cool is that all yeah I feel like we shouldn't do this one for Voldemort and Valor. Mm-mm. Not feeling it. What should we do this for? For do Dumble it. and Dignity. Ooh, I like that. I was thinking of Dumble or I couldn't think of the second okay, word. Okay, so what, what's the hand motion then? <laughs> no, it's, it's this. <laughs> yes, okay. So what we're doing is... It's like a little golf clap. His, his clap and uh, Sorcerer's Stone where he's just tapping the top of his hand. Ready? For Dumbledore and Dignity. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <laughs> yeah, this, this, uh, this type of soil, there is the uh, turds of the slipers. my We're just gonna, we're all gonna, we should all do the episode like this. Okay. Well, cool. Welcome to episode 116 of the Swisher Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. No, you gotta no, no, your name's not, not Megan. Your name's what? I can't do Try. it. <laughs> Try. How do you do it? I don't know. I'm just gonna do it. Only, I don't only. know. <laughs> uh, Katie, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and try this out. It's <laughs> Katie. <laughs> she, she did it. <laughs> it's, it's blue. That's all I got. I'm the coolest kid ever. I'm Sarah. Okay, well, welcome.
welcome to the podcast. I'm gonna need you to uh, go ahead and talk about Harry Potter. To our right, you'll see there's a swish and flick banner on the wall. It was handmade by silkworms in ancient <laughs> China, <laughs> and we found it. And um, that's how we came up with the name. 